subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Main freight trucks, the big blue beasts that wind their way up and down our roads, are probably the last place many people might think they'd find enlightenment and words of wisdom, but they are there, literally, literally stamped on the rear end of the trucks. Slogans like, when you have more than you need, build a longer table, not a higher fence. That's a good one, that one. A truly happy person is one who can enjoy the scenery on a detour. Constance McDonald, the writer, wrote a piece for Ensemble magazine about how it all started and featuring Managing Director of Main Freight, Don Braid, who's here with us now. Hi, Don. Hi, Jesse. How are you? Yeah, thanks. You're a busy man. Thanks heaps for your time today. No um, problem. Are you proud of this aspect of Main Freight, the business? Oh, we love it. It gets lots of feedback, and uh, people um, seem to like it. It uh, it inspires, and it provides some positive messaging around the country, well, countries. It's, it's on the back of our trucks all around the world. And, um, you know, we get to be a little controversial now and again, or we might say something that sparks some amusement or some wisdom, and um, the feedback is, is just fantastic. Yeah. How did it all get started? Uh, the founder, Bruce Prestead, had a marvellous idea um, as originally, I think, around you know his desire to get more books into the homes of those uh, less privileged. And um, I think we started with the books and homes sayings and uh, asking people to think about education and reading to your kids and so forth. And it's really grown its own life since then. Um, we've got something like 850 sayings, which the drivers can pick um, from, whichever they want, and we would encourage them to change them often so that um, you know there's a different message on, on the truck um, on an ongoing basis. Yeah, it might seem an unusual kind of fit to some people, a freight logistics company um, being so interested in books and homes and, and you know, um, child literacy. What is the connection? Oh, I think we're probably a bit of an unusual company. I mean, that stems from who we are and what we stand for. Um, you know, we are about those less privileged in terms of education. Bruce um, has a great passion for trying to get education to those who, who can't have it or struggle to find it. It's, it's been a feature of who we are. Um, but it's just all the little things that um, make us, that our people are proud of and 
make us a little different. I think it resonates with our customers. It's the same as our environmental standard. You know, we're looking to take as much water off the roof of, of our sites and, and uh, solar power and electric forks. And I, I note that you said the big blue trucks running up and down the road, but there's lots of little ones as well, with uh, all with the saying. And some of those are electric trucks. It's just who we are. It's what we stand for. And it's a point of difference. Yeah. How many different slogans are there? 850. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not reading them all out there. <laughs> Who was responsible for researching them and finding them? Um, people, um, well, the drivers and, and the team and sometimes customers um, will, you know, throw a saying at us and ask if we could add it to the list. Um, sometimes uh, we do, sometimes we don't. Um, sometimes they can be uh, not what we're looking to do. You know, we're not trying to promote religion or, or trying to be too controversial around politics or anything. Um, and then some of the, the boys, you know, there's the famous one that they all seem to like, he who has the most toys wins, um, which we have taken off the list. It it's just sort of doesn't sit with what we're trying to do with the saying. Um, and the feedback we get is, you know, either people on the roads, because we have the same sayings that are on the trucks out at the sign at uh, our airport facility at Wisney Road. On the way to the airport, you might have read the sign, and often we'll get feedback from Air New Zealand crew or, or whoever who have read the sign and it's changed their day, or it's uh, people will ring up and say, I was having a pretty terrible day today. I read the sign. It's given me a, a jolt of positivity. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it is. We, we get lots of feedback. And the drivers themselves get to choose what's on the back of their truck? Yep, their choice. And uh, they've got 850 to choose from. And some of them um, would lo love us to add something that's a bit more personal, that has a meaning to them or their family. But Unless it fits with what we're trying to do, we, we try not to be too personal about it. It's something that has a, um, a genuineness around it, something that fits what we stand for. Here's a tough question, Don. Do you think stuff like this helps the business or do you just think it's a, a nice thing that a business is able to do that doesn't conflict with the business or do you see it as an essential part of good business? I think it's part of our culture. I mean, if you if you read some of the sayings, you get a good feeling of who we are and what we stand for. And so, therefore, in the long term, is that good for us? I'm sure it is. Um, but we are a proud New Zealand company who are getting ourselves around the world, and we're doing this in every country that we're in. And, um, you know, we're getting feedback from all around the world. And, and I wouldn't think that it helps us win customers, but it, it's a point of difference that someone making a decision to, to use main freight gets who we are and what we stand for, and this is just a little part of that. Yeah, and what about someone coming to work for you? Um, truck drivers aside, I'm sure you have uh, lots of people in the business who aren't driving trucks, and maybe if you're working out what sort of company you want to join, this sort of thing might tip the balance. Oh, absolutely, and I, and I think uh, as you know, we're trying to attract young people. We promote from within in the business, and um, you know those young graduates are pretty fussy about who they want to join and why and what do we stand for. Um, and I think this 
signage thing will be one of many points that will uh, determine whether they want to have a career with us um, or not. And um, for us, it's it's part of the culture of main freight. And uh, you either fit that culture or you don't. And uh, so for us, it's a good thing. Freighten Logistics has been in the news more than ever over the last few years as people have tried to get their heads around supply lines and the impact it might be having on prices and availability of things. How have the last few years been from your perspective? I know things have settled down a wee bit in the last sort of 12 months or so, but you know, give us your perspective on sort of post-COVID, the supply crunch, all that sort of thing. Yeah, we, you could see it in our numbers. Um, you know, we had a couple of very large years of, um, you know, increasing revenues and profitability as a consequence of the amount of freight that was moving around. It certainly placed our people under a lot of pressure. And, um, you know, we were moving extraordinary amounts of freight in quite difficult circumstances. And, um, you know, if it hadn't have been for the actions of our people, I don't think that we would have survived too well. Um, our people stood up. I mean, people talk to us about working from home, and I have a quiet smile. Um, we didn't work one day from home um, through the COVID period. Our people had to be on the dock. You know, we needed to supply the supermarkets and the DIY facilities and food and beverage for people to survive. And uh, so, therefore, our people were on the dock every day. Um, so uh, they played a really important role and I think we learned lots as well and, and it helped us grow around the world it helped us attract more customers and as a consequence of all that we're a bigger and better business for it um, and um, we, we continue to be an ambitious bunch of people in 27 countries these days and we're looking to open in a few more as we uh, as we get ourselves around the world. And if you could wave a magic wand, uh, change one thing that would make New Zealand run smoother from your perspective, what would it be? <laughs> uh, look, I guess we uh, have been frustrated by the lack of um, infrastructure and decision-making. I mean, in main trade, we, we don't live in a question mark. We make a decision, yes or no. And um, that hesitation that we've seen in the country about getting progress has is, is frustrated us. And, you know, I suppose here in New Zealand, <clears throat> we're somewhat frustrated by um, we move a lot of freight. I know we're talking about trucks here, but we move a lot of freight on rail as well. And, uh, you know, some of that hesitation around whether we're going to have a railway that operates over these next couple of years is, uh, is concerning to us. And uh, we'd like people to make some quick decisions and the right decisions and, and get on with it. It's um, certainly how we think about things. Do you find as a, a business leader, as a successful business leader, uh, this is not a political question, it's more just a kind of a your experience question, that if, if you can see something obvious that needs fixing, no matter who the government is, that you can sort of pick up the phone and you'll be listened to and taken seriously as someone who's sort of seeing what's going on out in the, the quote, the real world? We've attempted to do that a few times, actually. Um, you know, I, th- I think because of our growth and and getting ourselves around the world and the lessons we're learning as we do that, um, that we have got some valuable opinions. We we don't take it lightly that we could pick up the phone and say something. We prefer to do that in our own right. We're not a member of any business council or 
whatever those organisations are who are busy trying to make representation to the government. We'd rather do it ourselves. I mean, just as an example, Jesse, which you might have some interest in, Auckland transport problems here. And uh, I see Wayne Brown's reached out to us to attend some sort of seminar to talk about it. But, you know, we presented to Auckland Transport, um, I don't know, five years ago about some of the simplification that we could see happening around the world and um, and, and suggested that they adopt some of those ideas. Well, you know, the arrogance in the room was stifling. I mean, they didn't want to have a bar of what we had learned. I mean, just as an example, think about the bus lanes. Think about, say, Kyber Pass. You've got a bus lane on either side. It's empty during the morning rush. Um, no taxis allowed to use it. No Ubers allowed to use it or fair-paying vehicle is allowed to use it. They should always give way to the bus, but it's a free lane for a fair-paying passenger car, and that's what happens in Amsterdam, as an example. They, the, the Ubers can use the tram line um, as long as they give way to the tram line. Um, you know, there's lots of little things, common-sense things that we learn around the world that... We've attempted to um, to have listened to here in New Zealand, but um, quite often um, the bureaucracy put the walls up and uh, they don't want anyone else's ideas, and that's frustrating. Really interesting. Hey, thanks for sparing us a bit of your afternoon, and thanks for the smile you've put on people's faces around New Zealand and uh, the world with these uh, truck slogans. Really nice to meet you. Yeah, thanks, Jesse. Thanks for the interest. Don Braid from Main Freight on Slogans on Trucks. Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies... I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.